Hey everyone, this episode of Who Gave Us a Mic is brought to you by our friends and sponsor from sunny Florida, Reef and Real Performance Fishing. Follow them on their exciting Instagram at, at Reef and Real and check out their website, reefandreel.com. That's R E E F A N D R E E L. Com, your one-stop shop for top-of-the-line performance fishing apparel and accessories. They offer UPF 50 performance shirts, hats, face gaiters, sunglasses, coolers and drinkware, rods, reels, knives, and other fishing tackle, grills, top-of-the-line customer service, and also fast shipping. As they say, for days and nights on the sea and sand, Reef and Reel is more than a brand, it's a lifestyle. Again, this is brought to you by Reef and Reel. Check them out on IG at Reef and Reel. Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Who Gave Us a Mic? I am Adam Harris, along with the always charismatic, the always funny, the always charming, the always witty, the adjectives could go on and on and on, Mr. Ken Miller. Yeah, I have a feeling we're going to argue uh, in this episode based off of that little nice intro there. I don't think that was out of the kindness of your heart. <laughs> you don't think that wasn't a genuine just, you know, um, me building no. you up? I don't you- think so, no. I don't know about that. I mean, I would never build you up just to tear you back down. I think you would. Uh, that's that sounds a little sociopathic, and I don't know if I'm that mean. Well, Maybe you, fits. not me. Yeah, you know, the shoe fit. So, what's going on, pal? Yeah. I mean, maybe I was just trying to like, you know, boost up your, you know, ego and make you feel better on this uh, lovely Monday evening. Were you? Damn. Well, that's nice of you. Uh, I'll go with that and see where the episode takes us. Well, you know me, and I love my motivational quotes, and I just love, you know, building you up and everything. Just everything I can to motivate you and make you the best version of yourself that you can be. That's very nice of you. I'm sure we'll talk all about your little motivational books and quotes and coffee talk and whatever the hell else you follow. (laughs) Coffee talk? What's coffee talk? I might have to follow that. Is that a blog? I don't know. I just felt like it was, so I just shouted it out. My inbox is just, you know, littered with uh, all kinds of motivational things to wake up to every morning to get you to be the best version of yourself that you can be. So, guess whatever works. You want to talk about what we're going to discuss on this episode of the podcast? Because I'm feeling froggy. Yeah, this is a uh, kind of your thing, so I'll let you. Uh, I'll was let you bring it home. How is it kind of my thing? Um, it was your. I mean, it's not your thing, but it was your. Um, Idea, Pick, I guess. Idea, yeah. Yeah. And okay. you have very few of those, so I'll let you start this one. Oh, here we go. See, I build you up and you tear me down. That's the kind of people we are. I try to get the best out of you and you just belittle me. So, you know, with yeah, that, but, uh, maybe typically that brings the best out of you. It does. So, I what does that say about you as a person? <laughs> I wasn't loved enough as a child, and I'm always striving to uh, please people. Yeah, probably. I think exactly, Doctor actually... Phil. So, please, I'm well. I've had this conversation on the couch with my therapist. I'm fully well aware of it. But you know you how need to I get back got, on that couch. I, I do. But you know how I got to that point though? With my help. No, I was gonna say because I became self aware. Well, I thought you were gonna <laughs> say something nice about me again. Oh, we can do that. Would you like would you like to do an entire episode on how amazing you are? No, nah, people might think of a dick. I think that if they haven't figured that out by now, they're going to very shortly. That could be true, but I'm kind of like a, a good-hearted dick. Is there such a thing? 
I feel like I'm a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, an- an- uh, I was going to say anomaly. Anomaly? No, that's no, what you're I'm, not. You're, you're yeah. not an anomaly. You're the, you're yeah. the rule. You're a dick. You're not. You're I like know. the lighthearted kind of dick. You're like the angel that's Halo is held up by devil horns. It's kind of you. And you're like the angel of death. That's very mean. I know. So, anyways, so we're gonna talk about on this episode. If anybody's ever gonna get, even get into it, um, is uh, kind of becoming self-aware because we've talked about on a couple of these previous business podcasts these skills and traits that you kind of have to succeed in the industry and what you really need to do. And a big thing with that, though, is you have to really be able to look in the mirror and understand and self-evaluate yourself on what you're good at and what you're not. Because if you see these skills and you're like, yeah, I automatically know I'm great at all these stuff because you have this. (laughs) How would you know what to uh, work on if you're great at everything? (laughs) I don't know. I mean, you've literally coasted by your entire career because you literally shot out of the womb perfect perfect at everything you do well like i said i'm one of a kind so this isn't about me this is about helping others oh this is going to be a fun podcast yes because you know you've already reached sainthood and they're starting to um build statues to you in uh, st peter's square because you know you're pretty much ahead of the pope but i digress i fucking can't i fucking can't Anyways, so yeah, if you're not looking in the mirror and you're not really self-evaluating yourself and determining what your flaws and weaknesses are, you can never really grow. So in this kind of episode, we're going to talk about maybe a couple tactics, maybe a couple tools uh, that you can use to really look at yourself in the mirror and get the most out of yourself. Because the only way you're going to get better is to realize that you do need to work on some things. And without doing that, you're never going to actually grow as a person. Not only just in sales, but in overall, you know, being a good human. So, go ahead, Ken. Come on. I'm waiting. I'm just say, waiting. Um, I'm just waiting. No, I was actually going to say, I think we could both agree that uh, journaling, especially, is that, that a word, journaling? That's a yes, good word, right? Journaling is. Which, or journaling yeah. would be a, a verb. Yeah, I think we both can agree. Uh, that's kind of the way to go for, um, you know, definitely for your your business side. I've been doing it for about six years now, uh, going on six years, and I can say it makes a world of difference. Yeah, I have to say it's probably happened to me for in the past um, year or so. I've really started journaling, and I kind of do it first thing in the morning. And I don't know about you, but the first time I did it, how I depicted the scenario or what I was writing down in my journal, I almost called it a diary, which it kind of is almost – I almost lied to myself about what happened or how the scenario played out. And whenever you first do it, you almost have that thought to do it, which is weird because you're like, at some point, you're like nobody else is reading this but me. And if I can't be honest with myself, who can I be honest with? So that's kind of my thing. I, I mean, I agree. I love it. I love yeah, journaling. Well, Good. I think people do have a problem of being honest with themselves, you know? That's I the biggest you, thing. I think a lot of people have a problem with that. If they, if they think they're better than what they are. They're working hard than, harder than what they are. But like if they're actually honest with themselves and sat down and wanted to get better or figure out how to work harder, um, I think the problem is a lot of people just want to blame everything else but themselves and don't want to get, you know, get real with themselves and 
uh, figure out what the issue is. I would agree. I think they have this image of themselves that they've kind of painted and created that isn't really reality. It's their version of reality, but not the truth. And that's what they believe going forward. So they try so hard to keep up with this image they've built up with their head that they even start lying about it just to everybody else, just so they don't get outside of that and they don't stop believing it. So when you start journaling, you put all your thoughts on paper. And if you're really honest with yourself, it really helps like looking back on scenarios that have happened or instances, whatever you want to call them. And really getting almost like a third party perspective on it of what happened. Yeah, and if you're not honest with like if you're not being honest while you're doing it, you might as well just not even do it. You know, to get that um to look back and get some perspective on things and uh kind of how a conversation went or uh I love keeping notes on what I could have said that would have made the conversation go smoother or how I screwed up and uh you know didn't get the sale or didn't get what I wanted out of the meeting. Or if I did something good, I'll keep – hey, this question worked great. I'll write it down and keep it for later. Uh, but if you're not being – if you're not giving yourself real perspective, don't even waste your time. Yeah, because it's almost when you start journaling – like, for instance, you can probably – how many people do we know or anybody you know that has – is really good at giving advice to other people because they're unbiased and they're outside of it? And they can see the whole story and they're not inside and they can give great advice on it, but they can't – give their own advice for themselves. Yeah, I think a lot of people give advice to other people that they don't take themselves. Yeah. So what I was getting at is when you start journaling and you write all of this down, whenever you write it down, my advice would be don't initially read it again. Let it sit for like a day or two and it kind of like gets out of your head and then go back and read through it again. And it's almost like reading somebody else's narrative and story. And once you do that, you're able to pull yourself out of it a lot more. And actually have a non-objective, you know, an objective view on it and really make a better determination of how that scenario was handled and if it was the right way to go about it. Yeah, I think we said – I think it was on this podcast. We could have been talking by ourselves. I can't remember. Who knows? But it's like uh, – I think I said it before. It's, it's like watching tape if you were yeah. playing sports. You know, It's watching what you did good and what you did bad and how to get better. And the only yeah. way I know how to do that is either have somebody shadow you, so that's going to be <clears throat> brutally honest with you. Constructive, obviously. Um, you know, you, they want to get you want to get somebody that's going to tell you how to get better, not just tell you you suck. Or uh, keeping a journal. Outside of that, you know, when it comes to like having a conversation, I don't really know how else you would would get better. Yeah, no, it's definitely something. And then also, I I would say just stemming off of that is. Actually reach out to people and have them almost analyze you. And it, it you can't do that right off the bat because it takes a lot of tough love and people are going to tell you things that you probably don't want to hear. And it's going to you know, hurt you, obviously, because it's going to shatter that image you have of yourself. But when you go around and you ask people that you hold in high regard and you value their opinion, what they think about you, it's – a lot, you know what I mean? It's very humbling, and then you can actually get the truth of what your issues are. Yeah, I think if you want to get – I mean I don't think for sure. If you want to get better, you have to eat a little bit of humble pie and uh, and kind of get down to the nitty-gritty of it. I also like role-playing with other people. Um, I that's, do it a lot when I'm like – That's way too much, te- <laughs> too much information. Nobody needs yeah, to know that. Yeah, I put that one up on 
tea for you. <laughs> but I'll do that with the uh, you know people I'm trying to help. Um, when I'm trying to help get better at selling, we'll just role play. Just if they're the cu- or if I'm the customer and they're um, the salesperson and vice versa, I'll do that with uh, one of my mentors all the time. And if you're ever nervous before you have like a big call with a big customer, you're trying to close a deal or something, or even if they're pissed off about something, you need to tell the truth as quick as you can, uh, which I highly recommend always doing that. Just tell the truth as quick as you can. It will be better in the long run. Uh, call your buddy up, somebody you work with. Call your mentor up and just role play for five minutes, and I bet you'll feel a lot better after the conversation. Oh, definitely. And I've done things too where I've asked as me as like a – leader and manager where you know we've done some things in our office to try to cut down inefficiencies and one of the first things you know we did was basically we had somebody that was almost unbiased go around and just take a objective view of everything that was going on and put together some inefficiencies and everything else like that and it was under my direction and what i realized was the fact that i forgot to you know realize that maybe i was a big part of that too so then I went around and asked all the people, I was like, what am I bad at? What do I need to get better at? What are some things that I'm lacking in so that I can be an overall better you know, I mean, leader for everybody in here? And, Did I mean, you make it anonymous? Um, I had them, I had, I didn't ask them directly. I had somebody else ask the questions about me to get their actual response because nobody's going to go to their boss and be like, well, here's what you said. Hell no, that was my point. (laughs) Yeah, no, 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 no. I didn't do that and be like, hey, here, tell me what I'm bad at. I had somebody else go around and be like, hey, what does Adam suck at? What does he need to do better? And, you know, the first time you look up, you're like, there's no, you get initially defensive because your ego takes over and you're like, I'm perfect at everything. And then once you actually start, like you said, eating that humble pie and you go, wow, shit, they're right. I lack follow through sometimes. Um, sometimes I'm a little hasty in making decisions and it's not always thought out. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you do and you're like, huh, okay, I need to be more thoughtful about these things and I need to work on them. But that's the only way you get better is getting that kind of criticism about yourself. Yeah, I can't, um, I can't stress enough how important it is to have a mentor or somebody that can give you that constructive criticism. I mean, if you don't, what you did is, is great, and if you can find a uh, mentor on top of it, I think I can't stress enough how important that is. Like, how I do you go about like finding a mentor though? Because it's got to be hard, like finding somebody in, let's say, the same, I don't know, business you're in. If you're, especially if somebody's older than you and you're younger, because a lot of people that are older don't, some of them don't want to give advice to younger people because they're terrified that they may lose their jobs to them. So, how do you go about like reaching out to a, mem- a mentor without like stepping on their toes? Well, I think it's all about finding the right mentor, right? So it's somebody we're we're um what we're talking about right now, somebody that has self awareness, somebody that has perspective, and somebody that's not gonna be, you know, threatened that somebody below, you know, at a lower position with less experience is asking them for help. Um, you know, if you're if you're asking so if you're asking somebody to mentor you and they're threatened by you, probably not the right person. I think I've said it in this podcast before. A lot of people that are are successful, you can see which ones are, you know, nice people, which ones are the dicks. It should be pretty easy to know if you should ask them or not. But the nice people that are very successful, I guarantee you, even the ones that are dicks have had people help them along the way, their way. You know, um, somebody helped them get to where they are. And so I, I personally just found somebody that was. D- 
older than me, uh, had more experience than me, and uh, he was a lot. He was way further along in his career than me, and you know, luckily he was my boss at the time. And then uh, he was like kind of mentoring me without really being my mentor. And then he got a new position. That's when I just kind of asked him, and uh, you know, he was happy to. So we have coaching calls. We have coaching calls of this day, and that was. I don't know, probably six years going on six years ago, five and a half years ago, something like that. Yeah. So yeah, like you said, you want to find a mentor that is somebody that emulates your, like you say, similar similar beliefs and overall dynamic that you want. If you have somebody that's threatened by you, then obviously they're probably insecure about themselves. And is that somebody that you really want to learn from? So you want to find somebody that embodies what you believe in and somebody that you'd really almost like kind of like be proud to turn into one day. And that's something that, you know, it's hard to find, especially, you know, in this day and age. Um, but no, I think getting a mentor is a great thing because especially somebody, if you really develop that relationship with them, they'll be honest with you and they'll be like, Ken, you're really not good at this. You need to work on it. And if you value their opinion, then it really hits home. And you're like, shit, fuck that hurt. But then you're like, oh, I got to work on it. I think the best way to do it is, pr- is probably ask somebody that is maybe like two levels above you. Um, you know, like you said before, somebody might get like threatened by you. <clears throat> I think you have less of a chance. You're not asking like, you know, somebody's directly your supervisor directly above you. Even though if I'm a supervisor and somebody's asking me, like I'm going to help them all day long, but you know, they might feel less threatened if you go up to somebody a little bit higher you know no yeah i mean that's my thing is if somebody that let's say was below me came and asked me for advice and was like hey i'd really appreciate if you could give me a couple minutes of your time so i can pick your brain i would divulge all the information i had to them and try to help them out as much as you can because you know i'm a big believer in people helping people and you know if you can pass along a little bit of information that will benefit somebody else why wouldn't you i fully agree man but not everybody's like that like you said, like we said before, some people just get threatened by it, but what do I know? Yeah, no, and then another thing that I kind of think, and it's that whole, I guess, self-talk and kind of really analyzing yourself. It's something I started doing, like, I don't know, probably a year ago, along with the journaling, was meditating, which I know you are not a fan of, but... I mean, I'm a big fan of meditating. I do every single day. Do you? I didn't know yeah. that. Who I do guided meditation every day. Right? Isn't it the greatest thing ever? Yeah, I mean, I've only been doing it for, I don't know, probably roughly seven, eight months. But, uh, yeah, I really enjoy it. I usually do it, um, I, uh, well, if, if it's like a weekend, obviously I'm not doing it at night. <laughs> I'll be doing it in the morning. But, like, during the week, um, I do it every night before bed. It just helps me kind of clonk, clonk, clonk out and uh, keeps my head from racing from the, the day I just had. So I like to meditate right before bed, and it usually puts me like right to sleep. Yeah, that's how I've I've started this. Uh, like, kind of my routine is like I'll read a book for however long, you know, one of my you know motivational books, which I'm currently reading, How to Think Like a Roman Emperor, which is a book basically um, about Marcus Aurelius and uh, Stoicism. So you know, I just figured I'd throw that in there so you can you know make fun of me for that one. I mean, that one's not too – you've read a lot worse, so there will be time. That's pretty good. I mean, it's pretty good about keeping basically your emotions in check and all that, um, being level-headed, which, you know, we all need to be in this day and age because, you know, emotions run wild and all that. 
But no, I'll usually read a book. And then after I read a book, yeah, usually guided meditation just because I don't know about you, but I try to meditate without like without it being guided. And my brain just goes like a little crazy and I start just like bouncing inside of my own head. And I need somebody to kind of direct me a little bit about what to do and just like, all right, breathe and breathe out, breathe in, breathe out. Yeah, I'm just not good enough at it yet. So I'd like the guided meditation. Yeah. Um, but to backpedal a little bit. I was just going to say something. Oh, God, what was this? Did you lose your train of thought? Uh, while keeping your emotions in check. Yeah. I think we've all seen those people that are just, like, ridiculous in meetings where um, the other side of the table is a little a little heated and losing control of their emotion. And typically the one that keeps calm wins at the end of the day, you know? And I, it's something to be said about being able to not get – flustered or not get even if it's not angry don't get that like fight or flight emotion just stay even kill and uh i think that's that's like a a great thing if you can find somebody and you know even if it's not your mentor whoever if you could just find somebody and watch that during a meeting it's uh it's something to see yeah it's pretty incredible that you're like how did you not get pissed off about that and you know we're both younger and a lot of the guys you see doing that are usually a little bit older and they've had more practice doing it i mean Uh, not even pissed. Like, how many people you see either get pissed or they get like scared? Yeah, and definitely. It's that fight, fight, flight or fight. And uh, if you can just stay even, do not not get either one of those feelings, or at least not show them. Yeah, I just got into this book, and a big thing that they said, and it's was I've read it in a couple different books, is. Like when you get start getting upset or pissed off and you're having like an argument with somebody or not even but like that difficult conversation, like for a second, take a step back and almost like remove yourself from your body and like look over top of the conversation as like a third party perspective and analyze like how you would want that conversation to go if you were looking like on the outside in and you weren't actually part of that conversation. And when you do that, it's a lot easier to go, oh, this is the path I need to go down and I can't let my emotions mm-hmm. get the best of me. Here's how I have to do this, and here's how I should navigate this, opposed to letting my emotions just dictate how this entire thing's going to go. What was that book we just read that had some good examples about that? Obstacles to West? Yeah, yeah. That, that has some pretty good examples and on people that did that, and uh, like very successful people, and how they're well known for, for doing that. I definitely recommend. I mean, that's not you know the only examples in there. It's a, it's a great book, I think. No, it, it's definitely a great book, and I'm a big fan of stoicism. I'm trying to – like when I start reading stuff, obviously getting off topic, but I really try to like hyper-focus on one thing while I'm reading it. You know what I mean? If like it's going to be stoicism, I'll read like five different books on stoicism. I don't try to read you know, one on uh, stoicism, one on how to you know develop relationships, one on something else like that. You know what I mean? I try to focus everything on one, so I'll read like four or five different ones. And you know I, mean? I picked up the stoicism one because after that one we read that was uh, Obstacles the Way. I read um, another one by Ryan Holiday who wrote Obstacles the Way that's called uh, Stillness is the Key, which is all about stoicism. So I was like, oh, all right. I like I'm that, really dude. Intrigued. I might have to check it out. Yeah, that one's really good. And my favorite book he's written so far, favorite one, is Ego is the Enemy. And we're going to do an entire podcast on ego. And just that book, we probably, I could quote chapter and verse, how when you really start reading about how people's egos and your egos drives your everyday life, it's amazing. And if you stop, if you put aside your ego, 
how it's so much easier to make decisions and be unbiased about mm-hmm. things. For sure. I'm pretty good at it in my business life, but personal, not so much. <laughs> but the business side, I'm, I'm pretty good at keeping that toned down a little bit, but per- personal, um, not so much. Yeah, because when you're doing things that are business-wise, you know what I mean? If your ego takes control, it's you probably look- not the most – yeah, it's probably not the most beneficial thing to make money. And your goal in business is to make money. So it's a lot easier to put that aside because your ego gets directly in the way of your goal. But your personal mm-hmm. life, it's a little bit different. I mean, waters get a little blurry. And sometimes your ego is like, no, 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 no. I'm not taking a back seat. I've done it all day. Let me tell you a little <laughs> bit about yourself so now. True. And you're like, shit, what the fuck am I doing? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's something like even you get road rage and somebody cuts you off and it's like, well, why am I getting mad about that? Oh, no, nothing my, about that. But it's like, oh, I know, right? Um, I, I think we have a steering wheel on your Nissan Rogue that would uh, beg to differ. <laughs> Nissan Rogue was like 10 years ago. Anyways, but, you know, it's like this. It's like, well, yeah, it's your ego because you think your times may be more valuable than the other person. So how dare they cut you off because you're the superior being and all that shit. And you're like, fuck, my ego literally just made me get pissed off about some random dude who I'm never going to see again cutting me off. You know why I think it annoys me so bad is it's just like the blatant disrespect, and it just drives me up a wall, you know? I totally get it. It's not even a time thing. It's just like it's because there's no consequences anymore for being an asshole, (laughs) you know? So people just go around being assholes with blatant disrespect, and there's just like nothing anybody can do about it. Yeah, I would agree, and I think almost people who are being assholes and are just such dicks in their day-to-day lives have almost been embraced anymore. I mean, shit, they do reality TV shows about people who are just complete jackasses. Exactly. So it's almost embraced by society, so people aren't shunned like they used to be, and you're like, oh, fuck it. If some guy on MTV can make millions of dollars being a dick, why the fuck can't I? And then all of a sudden, you've got an entire society full of assholes. There's no repercussions. Not right. Anyways, I'm going to get back on what my nighttime routine is, and then we can wrap this whole thing up. So like I said, I like to meditate. Um, And then after I meditate, I really like – because it really helps you kind of gather your thoughts throughout the day. Like you can really recap what you did, how it happened and all that stuff. And I like to like journal after I meditate because I feel like I'm pretty clear on Mm -hmm. what everything that's happened throughout the day, and I can write it. I mean, looking from the outside perspective. So I do that, you know what I mean? Just kind of recap the day. And then I usually anymore, I started doing some um, meditations first thing in the morning just to kind of because what's your habit first thing in the morning? Grab your phone. Boom. As soon as you do that, you're just in it, whether it's social media, emails, whatever you want to call your brain just automatically is just like hardwired to just go and the chaos ensues. And you have no time to really think about your thoughts and what you're going to do for the day. So, yeah, that's why I like to do it at night. I usually, usually at night, I'll, I'll write down the tasks I have to do the next day, and then after that, I'll meditate and then get a, like, write down. I, you know, I'll put notes in my phone, like the, whatever I need to get done. Because my usually at the end, of the end of the day, my brain is like constantly running, so I take advantage of that. Go into notes, write down everything I need to do the following day, meditate, good to go. Yeah, see, I, I do it at night where I recap what I've done. I meditate for like. 15 minutes at a time which is a fair amount of time if you've if you're actually doing it like right where you're having it where you're really not having a lot of thoughts or this guy one guy's a beast i'll send you info 
But you, I mean, or even like you're aware of your thoughts. Like it's weird. Like when I meditate, like you're always going to have almost thoughts that come across your brain, but it's acknowledging them and then pushing them to the side. I have this weird thing where I remember like hunting as a kid in his valley and it was snow covered and all this stuff. And there was this little brook that was running through it. And I see like my thoughts almost coming across as like deer in the valley. And it's really weird. And I'll look at them. I'll acknowledge them. And then they just run away. And then that's when I know I'm like really like deep in it opposed to like harping on a topic like work and then all of a sudden i see that in my brain and then i just go down the rabbit hole of all the crazy shit yeah i've listened to a bunch of uh a bunch of like self-guided stuff but the only one i like is uh this dude i can't remember his name but i literally don't think about anything it's great it's so nice but i like doing that in the morning while i'll do it and then i do like some breathing techniques to like really get a lot of oxygen in your blood system do that and then after i'm like pretty clear-headed i write down like all of my goals and tasks for the day about what i'm trying to accomplish and then at that point obviously you jump like all right now i gotta take a shower and everything like that but it's a good way to kind of kickstart your day and it's before all the kind of chaos ensues and you're not just overrun with like oh shit i get to look at all these emails and everything else like that oh i love the chaos i know you do but i like to at least i love it. have a plan when you run into the chaos almost um, you know, but you'll no. have like six phones going, an iPad, a computer, like, and your TV while running. I have headphones on. Yeah, I know it's insane. Like doing this podcast, you're like watching TV while on your phone and your laptop and, you know, watching like a gnat fly around your basement or something like that. I don't, I don't know how you do it. It's the more it's distractions funny. of everything, the better I feel like <laughs> it is. Um, but no, it's just I mean, even meditating, like we got on a little th- rant, but it really helps with self-awareness because you quiet all the outside noises and you really have time to be introspective and look at yourself and kind of understand what you did in the day and how maybe you could have improved. Yeah. If there's one thing, one takeaway I would have after this conversation would be um, just be honest with yourself. I think that's going to be the biggest thing that's going to help. Yeah. That's definitely a big thing is, you know, look in the mirror and just be honest because it's hard to do. But once you do that, you're light years ahead of most people. Yeah. Second, find a mentor first. Um, be honest with yourself. Yeah, and also keep a journal. I mean, you could buy a cheap one. You know what I mean? Just like a legal notebook, whatever it is, and just journal on that thing. And it's nice. It's also, one, you can look back on it, and two, it's very cathartic to put everything of your thoughts onto paper and just get them out of your head. Mm-hmm. So. All right, let's wrap this bitch up. <laughs> No, so uh, thank you everybody for listening. As always, we greatly appreciate it. So this is Who Gave Us a Mic. I'm Adam Harris. He is Ken Miller. We good, bud? Thank you, everybody. I'm good.